Hello, my friends. It's me. It's been a little bit since I have recorded a um, podcast for you. This These podcasts I do are just me reading my writing out loud. And so you can listen to it that way instead of reading it if you prefer. Um, I am just getting home from our long trip south for the winter and kind of getting my feet back underneath me. I was writing this piece um, as we were traveling down or as we were traveling back back home. And it's kind of been sitting on my back burner for a while. And today it just felt like it was time to release it. So this piece is called Feminism and Valuing the Medicine of Motherhood. And it is under the category of motherhood. I've recently been touching a deep grief-filled stillness within me that is related to motherhood. I have been incredibly fortunate in my life. Growing up, I never doubted I could be whatever I wanted to be. I remember in fourth grade, we got an assignment to write about what we wanted to be when we grew up. I wrote that I wanted to be the first female president. I remember my parents chuckling a bit when they saw it, but I also remember distinctly feeling like they were proud of me like I had done something right. My little girl is going to be something. My mother was the main breadwinner in our household. She has her doctorate. She was a full professor of computer science during the internet and computer explosion of the 90s and early 2000s. She just retired last year. A more prestigious accolade worth profession, I can't really imagine. My mother, a woman in a man's field, and I, a little girl who thought she could be president, are the traditional feminist wet dream. Growing up, I had a picture of who I would be, a woman in a black pantsuit and stilettos, cell phone in one hand and luxury brand purse in another, walking down the street of some big American city with the world in the palm of her hand. Nowhere in that picture was there kids or even necessarily a partner. A woman who could drink, work, and fuck as much as any man and look damn good doing it. That was what feminism made possible for us, right? Growing up, it was my grades, my future profession, my ability to contribute to society that were always centered. The possibility of becoming a mother was a side plate. Becoming a mother was something that may or may not happen. It definitely wasn't the main course. In my teens and early 20s, becoming a mother wasn't something I was remotely interested in. I wanted to make my mark on the world. I wanted to make something of myself. I wanted to make money, have lots of fancy stuff. I wanted a life full of adventure. I wanted people to respect me. At this point in my life, my perspective was becoming a mother would actually be a hindrance to the things I wanted for myself. And this is what we are told by society. Motherhood robs you. It wrecks your body. It's hard, exhausting, and painful. They say things like, you'll never sleep again. You'll never travel again. Your breasts will be flat and saggy. Your stretch marks. Your dreams and money all down the tubes. And for those of us raised by feminist mothers and a feminist culture, we had no other foundation or experience to lean upon. We believe that motherhood, if we did it at all, was just a little thing we'll do on the side of the big thing we'll do in our careers. At worst, we downplayed, rejected, loathed, and shunned the idea of motherhood and the softer feminine aspects of ourselves altogether. At best, we feel disconnected from our innate maternal instincts and we're confused about how to integrate our softer parts 
leaving them to shrivel. Some of us may feel ashamed by our desire to stay home with our babies. Or we feel so victimized by the financial burdens of our modern lives, we tell ourselves it's not possible to stay home with our babies. We feel torn between our desire for a career and our desire to be a mother. And because of the way our culture operates, we cannot really do both as well as we believe we should. Not having the space or guidance to enter knowingly and gracefully into the invitation of transformation motherhood offers. If we do have babies, we are supposed to act as if it didn't happen. Our bodies should bounce right back. We should go back to work after six or even less weeks. If we don't revive our pre-baby selves quickly and painlessly, we are told it's postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, or pathologized in in one way or another. Since becoming a mother, I have wrestled back and forth with my desire to be with my kids and my desire to be productive, quote-unquote. In a lot of ways, relative to the mainstream, I have followed the deeper truth in me when it comes to my babies. I birthed both completely outside of the system and naturally. Neither of my babies have seen a pediatrician or had any any unnecessary poking and probing. I believed in my body's ability and innate knowing through the process. That experience gave me so much confidence in myself and my ability, which is what the portal of birth is about no matter how you actually ended up giving birth. Birth shows you what you are, a portal between worlds. I do ecological and extended breastfeeding. I co-slept initially. I trust my knowing when they are sick or needing something extra. We eat a nutrient-dense and whole foods-based diet. I use herbal remedies on myself and them. I lead my family's health care from my womb and my instincts first and foremost. And yet there is a deep, there is such a deep, deep programming in me around motherhood, not being the central thing that I have put myself in a position where I have had an internal battle raging inside me. This battle is around my productivity and being a mother. Productivity says, clean the house, organize the house, post on social media, respond to texts, make sure you're making money, contribute quote unquote, to the family, build your business, look hot, work out, meditate, make dinner, and on and on. Being a mother says, be here now, look into your daughter's eyes, delight in her presence, include her, lay in bed with her, snuggle with her, play with her, keep her life consistent and predictable. Productivity says, losing sleep at night is painful. Being a mother says, this is a phase, take a nap with them, be still and feel their bodies pressed up against yours. Productivity says, you cannot not work. Being a mother says, these babies need you, not someone else. It's such a short season. You can figure it out. This battle has been raging in me since getting pregnant. I read recently that pregnancy is actually a very protective physiological state. We always hear about how stressful pregnancy is on the body, but progesterone is the most dominant dominant hormone during pregnancy. Energetically, progesterone increases a woman's ability to assert boundaries, connect with something bigger than herself, prioritize her own needs, and makes her more resilient to stress. Pregnancy and birth are natural states for a woman. Pregnancy, birth, and motherhood are not inherently exhaustive states for women. It's the expectation of how much else we should be doing that is exhausting. And this is where the grief starts to bubble up. The grief for myself my mother, 
and all the mothers who have felt that the job of motherhood is not innately valuable in itself. There is something about becoming a mother that makes you see your own mother so differently. Since I became a mother, my own mother has shared things with me like, maybe she would have loved to stay home with us. Maybe she would have had more babies if she didn't have to work so much. I believe there's a soft and tender spot of longing like this in a lot of women going untended or ignored because of this belief that being a mother isn't enough or isn't important. That being a mother and doing the basic tasks of mothering isn't contributing to the family when in fact it is what makes a family. Imagine if we saw and heard the stories of natural and empowering births from a young age. Imagine if we saw women who valued their own role as mother as much as our culture values the role of a tech CEO. Imagine if we shared the feminine arts of nourishment through generations and women of all ages felt the power and influence in the health and well-being of the next generation. I wonder if we would feel that motherhood was so exhausting then. I feel so much grief for the ways I have not allowed the sweetness of being with my daughters to penetrate me because I was lost in in thought or frustration about something else I thought I should be doing. But I am done with this internal battle. I will be a mother that puts mothering back at the center for the short period of my life when that is where it should be. Motherhood is not something that happens to us. It is not something to be hidden and tucked away to the side. Motherhood is the main event of our lives. It happens for us. It can be the big initiatory event that brings us from maidenhood into adulthood. If we are willing to let it take us all the way down. So that when we rebuild ourselves anew as the matriarch of our own family, matriarchs shape our culture. It can be the thing that reminds women of their power that lives within them that reminds women of the power that lives within them and how to allow the healing nourishment of the still and soft mundanity that is holding a family. Motherhood is the purpose we've all been searching for. It is the thing we were born to do. Mothers who center motherhood, families who center the family, this is what the world needs. Under our stiff, rigid, and productive exteriors, we are longing for the permission to melt into the role of mother and matriarch. I will be that permission. So this is a piece that has the potential to be uh, a little possibly inflammatory. Um, And I can feel it when I wrote it. And that's partly why I think I left it on the back burner for a little bit. Um, Because there's pieces in here that I, parts of me can see how they'll be judged. And I know that if you're here on my Substack list, you guys are my people. You are here for a reason. Um, I don't think that this will be anything that you feel super um, incensed about at all, because I think if you're reading this, then you really like what I have to say and, and want to hear what I have to say. Um, but I do feel like this piece is me, um, coming out a little bit more than I normally do. Um, putting my beliefs that maybe, uh, you know, something that people don't agree with out there. And so, 
this is that. And it's also something that I hold, it's like a hill that I will die on is this value of motherhood. And it's not just the value of the mother, it's the valuing of the legacy, right? Um, when we value the mother, we value the next generation. We value the nervous systems of the next generation. We value the nourishment of the next generation. And really we value humanity because all humanity came through the pelvis of a woman. And that woman was a mother. And so mothers are ultimately, they are the backbone. You know, I wrote something on social media the other day that said maternal love is the backbone of humanity. And I, that is the hill that I will die on (laughs) is that it is necessary. You know, there's been things in the world lately one thing in particular, this idea that uh, women who are in vegetative states could be like um, surrogate mothers for couples who want to have kids who can't. And this is like, this is this is something that I, I'm following this thread around not valuing the sacredness of the mother and what happens when a mother is pregnant. And um, the connection that is the the literal creation that is happening within her womb. And that is not something that is just like dry science. You can just put into a surrogate. Like I'm sure you could, but we're missing a really, really important sacred thing if we think that that's okay. And so... This is, you know, it because it becomes, it starts to get political, right? And it starts to get, there starts to be threads of this that become um, spots where it really rubs against the collective ideas right now. Um, this this motherhood being a sacred, sacred thing, and something that we need to revere deeply, um, and. It all, you know, it, you know, there's just different pixels of this thing, right? And so the pixel within me was that motherhood wasn't front and center, or that motherhood would be something on the side. Um, and that's something that, you know, feminism in general has like quote unquote given us. And I'm not saying that feminism, I'm so grateful that I can like have a bank account and get a loan and own a business and you know, I'm treated like a human being with the same human rights as every other human being. I'm not discounting what feminism did, but I'm just saying it's, it's becoming like, it's too much now. Like we have forgotten the value of the feminine, right? Um, Because feminism is really just telling women that they can be men, which is like not true. Women are women. We are different and I'm not speaking for all women. I wouldn't, you know, be arrogant enough to do that, but there is a biology that is true, a biological difference. Um, 
between women and men. And, and a lot of the feminist culture is just, like I said, women acting like men. And I don't want to act like a man. Um, I want to act like a woman. And part of me being a woman is centering the very sacred job and role of mother and recognizing how much power and influence I have and wielding that with great reverence and responsibility and valuing it deeply. So lots more to say on this and I think I'll be writing about it and um, I hope you enjoy it. Would love to hear your questions, comments, um, anything that came up for you while reading this or listening to this. Okay. Much love, much love. Mwah.